Welcome to A Women's Brew, where women talk about beer. In today's episode of our Brave Noise interview series, we're joined by Kirsty from Fierce Beer, who dares to be brave and make noise about their Brave Noise brew. I'm Joanne and this is Tori. Hello, hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer and making a brave noise. Come join us. Today you're gonna. Oh, she's starting a beer. <laughs> Today we have the lovely Kirsty from Fierce Beer. Hello, welcome. Thank you for welcome. joining us. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Um, so tell us, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us. Wait, wait. We know you're from Fierce, but tell us a little bit about Fierce. Um, tell us a little bit about Brave Noise from Fierce. Yeah. Okay. So I am joining you as a. Uh, the events and taproom manager. I've only actually been in the a brewery position for a few months. Um, I do come from a long history, about six years um, of craft beer, uh, bar work. So bartender, manager, assistant manager for Fierce and a, a previous um, Aberdeen craft brewery um, time, but we won't discuss that. No. Um, oh yeah that's very tactful I really like that that's good so my experiences do come from other breweries and uh and my time with Fierce um it was actually um Beer 52 that we work with um you know quite a lot had contacted us and said yeah have you have you seen this cause you know are you aware of the details now we'd really love to do something you're the first people we thought of you know very simple very straightforward let's get together and we were like yeah we have heard of the cause we'd love to do something um and it was literally a couple of emails back and forth very simple, very easy. And it was like, yeah, let's make the beer. And it was great because the beer went out in a subscription box um, and made it to lots and lots of people. So we were very happy with it. I genuinely, just hearing you say that, so I think Joe can probably speak more to this in a second, but basically we, we didn't, when we first started looking at like, okay, there's 10 breweries out there and, and his his going on, Joe was like, I found the first one on Beef of Stew. It's a Beef of Stew collab. Like, and we just, we hadn't, we hadn't even realized that she was ordering something else and she happened to find it. And she said, do you want me to get you a can? I was like, yeah. But I genuinely, what you've just said, that's, um, I think Beer 52 can tend to have like sort of, um, pe- there's a stigma that people like on forums will say about Beer 52, for example. And I think that's really impressive that like they were on the post to be like, have you heard of this? And they approached you for that. And it's just something that any subscription service, like I wouldn't have thought like any beer subscription service would have been like, have you seen this? Let's do a collab. That's, that's just really, um, it's really, really impressive. Like that, that, that's what's happened. Yeah. It was just, it was a great way of making a reach um, far beyond what we probably would have done on our own um you know by ourselves yes we would have hopefully reached um you know all of our supporters um but it maybe would have been unlikely that it would have reached further into England um it probably would have just been more Scotland based um whereas with Beer 52 
it reached you know well beyond people that you know don't even maybe don't even know fierce um so we really appreciated also we really appreciated them thinking of us and coming to us um because we had we had followed um a lot of the stories um and we were really happy to um to get involved did you find that you got like do you think you got feedback from a wider reach of people about the beer because it went through beer 52 i'm going totally off a topic now <laughs> i'm going off piece now but that's it's really interesting that they approach you about it and do you think it it you got more interest from people from that way possibly yes yeah um because i think this way it was perceived as you know the, it was seen as the brave noise and um, beer instead of i think if we had done it ourselves it would more have ended up coming across as oh fierce beer have done a beer yeah and people would have thought of us more than the cause um whereas doing it this way and doing it with beer 52 it we didn't we didn't overshadow this the cause and we think it was far more likely that by coming in a subscription box people looked and thought oh brave noise that's a that's an interesting name read the can and thought oh wait it's actually for you know reason and it would have pushed more people to actually look into the beer rather than just picking it up thinking oh fierce have named a beer brave noise that's that's an interesting name drank it and then just never thought about it again and never even looked into that it was actually a cause and not just a beer no I absolutely absolutely it can makes total and complete sense it might get into the hands of people that maybe wouldn't have even like that wouldn't have known about the cause beforehand and now all of a sudden it's like cool who else is doing one okay what's going like it's really and just just to rewind to clarify when I said like oh yeah there's stigmas around beer forms and stuff I just mean across the across the grade of like any subscription beer service um because there's such this push of being like oh yeah you don't like don't need subscription services like that kind of thing and I think that's what I meant by it not anything I just felt like I said that and I was like just before (laughs) let me clarify I didn't mean anything negative I just meant I think that is the stigma that has is like subscription services and it and to know that they actually cared enough to be like actually I think we can tend to view or on on forums they tend to view them as this like bigger entity that just doesn't necessarily care and it's just like let's just push the beer out so that's what I mean it's it was quite it's quite surprising to be like yeah okay cool a subs- I would have never thought a subscription service would have approached the brewery to be like yeah let's do this that's really for me that's really interesting because we've seen that even with a brewery count it's difficult to like some breweries don't even know about it so for there to be like a subscription box service that's like, yeah, we know about it. We're interested in it. Let's do it. It's just really impressive to me. Yeah. And I mean, it was it was pretty quick off the bat. Um, I think they contacted us. So I think the beer came out around about December last year. I think I'm right in saying. Um, yeah. And it was, you know, a good few months before that they, they contacted us and said, you know, like, do you think you know are you able to produce the beer in time you know would you manage it if you know if we were to go ahead um so they were they were pretty quick you know in discussing it it wasn't I think you know it wasn't one of those situations that I think they felt oh we better do this 
you know, we like need to show that we, you know, one of those, you know, these days, every, everyone likes to jump on some sort of bandwagon. Whereas they contacted us before really there was, you know, as much talk in the UK. I know they, I know BF2 tends to have like a theme around their boxes. Was it, do you remember what the theme was that they, of the box that they put this one in? I'm not sure. Um, like I said, I do think it came out in December, which yeah. I think it was a, a holiday time. Christmas time. So, you know, it, it may have been a quite a, you know, a, an unusual beer yeah. to appear in the box, but makes that, it stand out more. Better. I was going to say that makes it stand out more, yeah. doesn't it? Um, yeah. And and I think that also, if if that was the case, obviously we don't know, but if that was the case, it makes it more interesting as well that they were like, actually, let's take one beer away that could be that holiday theme yeah and let's use it to put this in and yeah yeah because I mean like I said Joe just Joe just happened to be going on on beer 52 to order something else and I was looking (laughs) and just really interesting we're going completely away from fizz we we need to come back we're going to rein this in and come back to fizz in a minute (laughs) but I was on there looking for the Tolakazi Sorghum Pilsner because I've been following that brewery and quasar brew from um from Af- from rwanda and uh tolakazi i believe in south africa um and they beer 52 had picked up the sorghum pilsner and i was like oh I get to try some of their beer and while i was on there buying that which is a, wi- a, a woman-owned brewery uh then came across the fierce one and i was like this like these two are perfect <laughs> these are all the things that we want to buy so yeah that was i i i yeah like just just impressed with that full stop Um, and we're drinking it now and it is really really nice it's really drinkable and I'm it's a 330 mil can and I'm actually kind of sad because I wish (laughs) it was like a bigger can yeah um uh, yeah it is really lovely 4.6 percent so do do you know like if you if you don't that's fine but do you know like was did you guys stick to the recipe pretty much to a T did you change anything up with it Pretty much, we just um, we added a little Simcoe okay. um, just to round out. Um, we were conscious of the beer being um, very accessible. Um, uh, like our core range beers, you know, we like our beers to be accessible. Um, sometimes, you know, we can go uh, quite full on flavour. Um, we didn't think, you know, an imperial barrel-aged style <laughs> would work. Um, so we wanted it to be a beer that just everyone could enjoy. Um, so, yeah, so just a little change, a little add of Simcoe, because we do like Simcoe here at Fierce. So, it is, it I mean, I, I feel like a, uh, a very big moose brave noise would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one for net and one for yeah. next year. Yeah. Do a that's one to, that's one to work on. <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, I, I feel like I say this like every time we get to talk to a brewery, it's like some of the you know, the breweries that have been brewed are brave noise like yourselves and and Vault City and 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 like that. I, I've just been like it, ever since the start of lockdown when I realized you could order beer online, <laughs> I was ordering from from you guys and I was just like, oh my god, these beers are so amazing. And I'm like, I get to talk to Fierce, this is amazing. 
but we have to keep it on topic to a brave noise because that's what we're here for but I will say like the the maple the anything with the oh. maple in it is just like oh I had the maple pancake, maple pancake. Um, the imperial yeah. one and it was just like oh it was gorgeous but I mean I don't know how that with like sabro and all that that would be <laughs> maybe a little bit weird with, with the brave noise ingredients in it as well in maple but um but yeah no what I mean this is it's very smooth very drinkable and just really really tasty so I suspect that going out to beer 52 subscribers like it's very drinkable it's gonna you know reaching that audience I think they will have found some most people would have found something to enjoy about this beer and that just adds to getting the message out there, I think. Well, I think so, yeah. And I guess um, there's always that risk with, um, like you say, subscriptions. You don't want anything, maybe say, going out to someone and they quickly look at it like, I won't like that. And then they don't even bother trying it. Yeah. Um, and it goes to like the back of the fridge, um, never to see the light. So I think we knew that, you know, uh, sort of light ABV pale ale everyone's going to try it they're going to you know give it a try at some point they'll pick up the can they'll read the label and for that all the better when it comes to the brew day um, did sort of everyone get involved or were there you know were there certain people that were like nominated to lead it or you know how, is there anything interesting about the brew day that happened there did Beer 52 come down and, and actually help out on that um, I mean sadly I mean just the Brave Noise beer was made before we moved brewery. Um, I was still in Edinburgh. We were still um, in a brewery that was far too small for us. Um, doing this beer would have turned out, would have been around about the time where we were thinking about moving. Um, when the beer came out was when we done our crowdfunder for the new brewery. Um, I'm not 100% sure. I do believe that Beer 52, I think, with some of them being in Edinburgh, um, I think there was the option they did discuss about maybe coming up. I'm not 100% sure if they did. Um, but, yeah, that was back in back in the small brewery. Um, but hopefully maybe in the future, if we get to do something like this again, we can do something much bigger now we're in the, the big brewery. I think that's fairly impressive, though, like doing it out of a small brewery because of the fact that, I know like a lot of people are unable to break because of the constraints over their site, you know, the scale of their kit and, and the size of their, their team as well. And, and that can be quite a constraint. So um, I think it's impressive as well that even, you know, even though you were maybe in a smaller facility, there was still the whole, yeah, okay, let's do this. And still on the scale for it to be distributed through a subscription service is quite impressive that the fact that you are just like, yep, yeah, like completely on board, let's do this if we're going to do it let's do it properly sort of thing is is I think really admirable and impressive there so how is the new brewery seeing as we've talked about it um we're getting there um <laughs> we're already full um for a brewery that was like quadruple the size we're now we're still now tr- squeezing things in and realizing <laughs> that we now don't have enough room oh no um but yeah we're getting there um yeah it's going to make things yeah expansion a lot better um I'm hoping to have our tap room up and running hopefully by October um so then that way we can have lots of people visiting um 
and uh, open up craft beer in Scotland to as many people as we can. Amazing. Amazing, amazing. Um, so you guys supported the Drinks Trust. Was yeah. that was that sort of uh, when you when you had to narrow down sort of where you're going? Because obviously we know that charities as a whole you want to support them all and you can't you have to narrow it down was there any particular logic that went behind like definitely the drinks trust or was it pretty much everyone all in like yeah this is this is the charity that we that we want um actually uh beer 52 did say to us you know like it's you know do you want to go to a particular local charity do you have you know is there someone particular you want to work with um we went with the drinks trust because um, obviously our brew we're in Aberdeen we have an Aberdeen bar but we also have a bar in Edinburgh we have a bar in Manchester so we wanted a charity that supported all three of those you know ideally all three of those areas so really you know UK um, and in honour of our bars and our bar teams um, because a lot of the stories that you know we hear personally do come from our bar staff and our bar teams um so really this was for them that's an amazing reason to do that like when we were picking out we we say this every time like there's so many things that we were like oh we could do this or we could do that um but finding a charity that um can take donations from the sale of alcohol is is difficult but yeah i think that's like almost doing it for the frontline workers (laughs) Yeah, that's really I mean, cool. yeah. I mean, with my own experiences, you know, over the years in bars, um, yeah, I can say, you know, whereas I don't certainly don't have the stories that were sort of, you know, that you read about, I can definitely say that they, they will have been true. I've seen, you know, you see many things and um, they do need support in the industry. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, I, I you know, I'm hoping at no, I'm hoping at this point nobody's calling into question, uh, you know, the stories they're reading and 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 it being a uh, oh well I don't know about that. I think it's the thing through these conversations that we've had, you know, on the podcast and off the podcast. I think what's come to lie is, is uh, certainly from all the you know female identifying people that we've spoken to or LGBTQ plus people that we've spoken to um you know anyone that's not sort of the the majority you know group within craft beer they all have some type of story to tell about how they've been treated in a not so great way by by people and and it's just the need to do better so yeah I mean I really hope that we're not still at this point (laughs) we're too where I mean I know there's people always going to question it but I I like to think that hopefully we're heading in the right direction where there's far less people going oh I don't know if that happened but I think it's really a powerful message that you're like yeah you know we spoke to our staff and and this is the way you know stories come from you know the people that we know and it's close to our hearts and it's you know how can we impact the most amount of people in our in our staff and and beyond and yeah I mean the drinks trust got to some great work so obviously we'll we'll link drinks trust anyways in in the show notes but uh um are there any particular changes that you want to see in the beer industry and like the beverage industry um i think um we still kind of work in a way where i feel like everyone acts like they're an island 
you know, every brewery is like, they act like they're their own industry and they view everything that's going on, but they think, oh, well, that's not our island. So we don't need to be a part of it. But it's not particularly within the craft beer industry. It's so intertwined that you do need to realize that things that may go on elsewhere will affect you eventually they will come around um so if you don't speak up now and um become a part of at least the conversation um it will be a detriment in the future um especially i think we we're seeing a lot you know in different industries right now of people speaking up and taking drastic actions um to say the way we're being treated isn't right um and they're working together so the drinks industry and the craft beer industry in the UK need to work together um instead of this kind of like broken up way that we currently are absolutely I mean do you think there's steps like just from anything you can think of or personal experiences you've had or conversations you had is there any is there anything you think you know steps that can be taken or you know things that can be done to to help do that is there anything that you know fierce does to sort of help bring in that community with you know with the other breweries or or whomever um i do think um within fierce um i know that these days kind of like referring to your team as kind of family is a bit um sort of frowned upon but we do treat each other like family in the way that we can speak quite openly um, towards each other. And we all very much care about um, personal lives and mental health and situations that may be affecting our work life. And we respect that. Um, And that's just by uh, being very open. And um, we have a lot of sort of strong connections um I'm sure I don't know if you guys have ever well you have um, met us at festivals before um I believe fierce always come across as quite approachable um and I think that's the way because at fierce beer is just beer it's not the be all and end all in the world so if you we don't want to gatekeep um we're approachable and I think being approachable towards people who maybe know everything there is about beer and everything to know to a person who has ended up at an event because they're with their mates and they've never drank a crapper in their life we speak to everyone in the same way and so it is just being more approachable um, and I think that makes it easier to talk about all different things. Yeah, I mean, I can absolutely vouch on on the approachableness because I mean, I've I've seen I've seen fierce at stands at festivals, but obviously had personal conversations. You know, it's how we connected. I, I spoke to Dave, and and even then, I, I happened to be working at that festival where I first connected with him. Um, and it was even the nature of like he was he was there as a as a guest because uh, the beer was being served he he was there walking around and I mean he made it a point to continually come back and just say you know how's the beer pouring is everything going okay is it 
you know, it, it wasn't his festival. He didn't need to do that. He could have literally just gone, I'm going to go drink my beer over there. It's not my problem to organise. Yeah. And and he quite literally would come back and he'd go, how's it pouring? Is it pouring all right? And I'd go, yeah, it's pouring good. And he's like, oh, good, good, good. And, and he was just really, he was really funny. He was really nice. And he took the time to be like, everything good. And it wasn't like a, like, no, it it wasn't that I'm checking on you to make mm. sure you know how to do it. It was like, I just yeah. want to make sure that that it's all right and there's nothing going wrong. And if you need help with anything, like, let me know. And I was like, he's not even working the festival. And he was still like, if you need help, just give me a shout. Or like, if something's not running around, I'll go get one of the guys. We can sort it out. And it was just, it was very supportive vibes from a person that absolutely didn't need to be because it wasn't his responsibility. <laughs> And it was just really lovely to feel like, like I genuinely felt like I, like you said, it was very approachable and he didn't even have to say anything. It was the aura that he gave off made me feel like, I, like there was one point I went, Oh, I do think it's a bit warm. I think. And he's like, Oh, I think they've turned the chillers off. Let me just go and fix this. And he fixed it. <laughs> and it was that thing of the aura he had made me feel like I could be honest with him. And I yeah. could go, Oh, like I didn't just go, Oh, cause I don't want to look stupid not being able to pour your beer and it's a bit foamy but I knew that it wasn't just that I knew it was like oh I think it's getting a bit warm let's you know fix the situation but instead of feeling like I couldn't tell him that I very much felt like oh I can be honest and he'll just help me fix the problem and it's totally fine and it was so warm and inviting and conversational I was like oh it's really good so the second you said it's about being you know your brewery is like a family and very approachable I was like yeah I after speaking to him for like the first hour I felt that and he didn't say anything in particular about that but yeah that sounds exactly exactly like Dave um yeah um I remember when I was so I used to be the general manager of our Edinburgh bar that's how I started with beers um we'd had a couple of building problems and one night when Dave was he was in the bar visiting having drinks um, a pipe burst in the kitchen. Oh no. Water everywhere. And I was so stressed. And like we were all mops and that. And it we eventually got it stopped and everything. And afterwards, Dave said, Do you know, I'm really sorry, Kirsty. I didn't realize how much, you know, everyone kind of turns to you to fix things, but we'll fix that. Um, you know, so he does um not like Dave, Dave and Louise all very much appreciate uh, the team. And that's the way we look at, at everything, really. That's really, I think that's really important in a, in a work environment. Like you want to be able to do your job well, know that you're kind of supported in what you're doing and that if there's problems, you are in a, you know, for want of a better word, a safe place to be able, like, this is a problem how can we fix it together like that's that's really important in the workspace and that's really great to hear that fierce has that already set up within their systems yeah yes that that's it isn't it it's i think things people may not realize that things need to be changed if everything's going well and they're not around when it's not going well to know and so it's fostering that environment isn't it where you can feel safe and comfortable saying like this isn't working and we need to change it and they actually take it seriously and it's not just dangling a carrot of like yeah we'll fix that eventually it's like okay 
I see you I hear you let's go on let's fix that let's do something about it because I feel like people can't develop and grow in their own career or you know you want good talent to stick around and in order to get good talent to stick around and develop like you have to listen to their feedback and you have to be willing to change and you have to be able to have honest conversations and let them know that it's okay to have honest conversations so yeah that is it's nice to know that buying beers from Fierce just because they taste good there's also really good people sitting behind it as well that you're like oh like it's it's always nice that when you know that it's good people but having someone that's there validate like yes everyone is just as nice as you think they are (laughs) it makes it even more rewarding to buy the beer because I feel like a lot of people at the end of the day and I don't know if you know how either of you feel about it but I feel like people at the end of the day do want to support good people and when you love a beer and you know that the people are good behind it, it makes you just want to buy even more because you want to see them succeed. You want to cheer them on and see them succeed. And to do that, you want to help them succeed. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think we have over, well, six and a half years now, Fierce have been been going. Um, I do think we're building a really strong, um, strong support um and lots of people who who do love our beer and do reach out and tell us about it um which is great yeah let's I mean I remember at the start of lockdown I'm fairly certain face was the first order that I put in online because I was like oh my god there's you know maple pancake ones there was you know cold brew coffee uh, you know cinnamon cinnamon yeah all these amazing all these amazing flavors and I just remember being like oh my god I can buy all of them and it's like so good and then I just kept like going back to be like all right what new stuff is coming out now so when I saw when Joe said like yeah they've done a brave noise I was like yay (laughs) I was like that's one more like a really good thing that I get to I get to go tick and it's a brewery that's done brave noise so it's like you know that they're following the right steps because I think we've talked about it quite a few times but there's breweries that we know that are doing the right thing based on what we what we see them put out there or conversations we have with people Mm -hmm. that know that are either in that business or know people that are in that business and you know they're doing all the right things and you just go, if you're doing all the right things, why don't you want to shout about it? Why don't you want people to know it by just brewing a beer for it? And there's many different reasons why people choose not to do it. And I can, it's totally understandable reasons why they choose not to. But it's like, for some reason, when you have that brewer that does choose to do it, and it's one that you have been absolutely loving, and you see it, you're like, yay, like it just makes you, it almost makes you want to celebrate even more. <laughs> so, and when it tastes good as well, you're like, it's like triple (laughs) victory (laughs) not that you ever question it but it's just that like yes amazing everything's aligned and it's so good (laughs) are there any uh, messages that you want to give to breweries who are considering doing brave noise but haven't done it yet um I mean I was I was quite surprised to see that I think there's only ourselves in Vault City in Scotland Um, at the moment who've taken part um, and like you said I'm sure that you know breweries will have lots of reasons um, I can't re- reiterate enough how easy it is to do the go through the process and um, it is very simple um, so don't let that scare you off um, but I would just um, 
really suggest that um, if you're a brewery or you work in a bar or you work within the craft beer industry and you haven't considered much about it, I do think sit down with your team, have a beer and have an honest discussion about it. Um, let everyone voice their opinions, their own experiences um, around the whole, um, you know, uh, the whole sort of situation um, around uh, the Brave Noise beer and everything that led up to it um, and move from there. Because I'm just not really sure how many places have maybe just said, we're fine. And then they've just drawn a line under it but haven't actually talked about it. Yeah, undoubtedly there'll be people in those teams that have had experiences that they've not talked about or it's not been the right venue or time to have that conversation and people like, well, actually, I was affected by X, Y, Z and actually this is important because it affects all of us. Like that's a really good point and a really good way, I think, to get teams thinking about why this is important to them yeah definitely um I don't think you need to worry so much I don't know if people worry that if they get involved it might go wrong yeah but I think we've had that conversation with people before not the conversation with the breweries but we we've in past we've tried brainstorming with numerous different people I said on podcasts off podcasts I'm like you know, what might be stopping people from getting involved? And and some of what was raised was the potential. Now, obviously, we don't know if anyone does feel this way or not, um, but the potential that, like, maybe they get involved and they brew this they brew this beer and then someone comes out and says, I actually had a really bad experience at your bar or, you know, I worked there and I had a really bad experience and no one did anything and, and nobody cared. And, you know, that's understandable. Like, if, if in that and that person goes oh what if I didn't know about that and I'm afraid that that's going to come out and it's just going to make it look really negative or, or something and I think it's kind of like if if they approach it in the way that you said of like sit down with your staff have the conversation have that conversation and take it seriously and vow to do better and use this beer as a way to say like maybe in the past we've not done the best we could do we promise that's changing. We're going to do better. We've got this code of conduct. We are not going to allow anything to go unnoticed anymore. It's it's getting in front of it and not just going, yeah, we don't have a problem here. Um, but I think, I don't think anyone before has sort of came up with the idea of what you said of like, sit down with your staff if you're not sure about it and have that conversation. I think that is such a big, important piece did did anyone at first sit down and said like let's have a conversation about this or or people do people feel pretty comfortable just coming up saying I had not necessarily in the company but with uh, uh somebody coming up and ordering a drink and maybe they're not appropriate like do people feel comfortable I guess to go and say yeah I need support from somebody I think um within fears we do just actually have um Unlike other breweries, we actually have quite a lot of women, um, especially high up. Obviously, we have Louise Grant. Um, Hazel's our operations manager. Um, two of our main brewers are female. Everything. So we do actually have um, quite approachable 
like uh, Dave and Dave and I are very approachable in themselves as well. But I mean, sometimes some situations, let's be honest, you do prefer to speak to a woman. Um, and we just happen to have that situation already in place. Um, Louise particularly is very caring over the well-being of staff um, and is uh, is in lots of contact. So we do have a very comfortable um, situation, whereas, you know, if there was something that happened, um, you could quite easily, if you wanted to, you could drop her a message, you could give her a phone. Um, so we already have a very comfortable situation. We are lucky um, to have that. Um, some other breweries might just, just by chance, be more heavy um, male um, staff and um, they may be approachable they may not be um, maybe people don't find them approachable um, so we are lucky that we have a very uh, a very approachable team um, but that doesn't mean that other breweries can't make themselves more approachable yeah that's really true because that's a very valid point. Like they yeah. might not even know that they're, they might think that they don't have a problem. And because they've never asked the question of like, do people feel they have the right uh, setup in place and that they feel they have even doing things like in our work. I mean, I don't work. My day job is in IT. It's not in beer at all. And we even have poll surveys that go out every so often that just go like, do you have somebody in the business that you feel you could, you know, raise problems to like do you feel that you have a a good friend in the business who you can speak to if if you're having concerns or anything like that and it's taken the time to do to get feedback from your staff like that because they might have no idea that maybe people go oh I don't feel I have anyone that I can go to not because that not because the staff aren't friendly, not because the staff aren't nice, not even because they're not approachable. They might be very approachable, but there are some things that are very intimate things that could come up um, that maybe you just go, it doesn't matter how approachable this person is. If I don't have a person that I feel I can tell this very intimate thing to, it could then just go completely unnoticed. So I think, yeah, that's, that's a really, really good point about that. I think um, if you've been in a, a, a difficult position, you've had something happen um, within the workplace, within a bar, um, you're already the person um, with lots of different sort of emotions um, and having to be also that person to have to then take the step to fix it and highlight it is really difficult so it's just important um to always remind the people that you work with hey I'm here do you ever want to talk anything ever happens you know please come to me and you just always have to reiterate that and remind people um because otherwise that is how things kind of fall through the cracks and you will find out at a lot later date that some of these things happened yeah that's really true I mean is there anything else that anything else you wanted to sort of talk about in particular I mean that's all the questions that we had but totally happy to talk about like if there's anything else that you that you think is really valid that you want to make sure gets raised or discussed like feel free to to shout about it now to be honest 
I really think you want to shout out, you know, fierce for doing right that you think other breweries could, you know, copy and do right. I mean, I think you've already said a whole bunch of really good things that that other breweries could, you know, listen to and go, oh, we never thought about that. I'd take that on board. But anything else you want to talk about in that in that vein? Oh, um, for us um, at Fierce, um, it's really important that we don't gatekeep beer. Um, beer is meant to be a fun thing. It's a social thing. It's meant to bring people together. Um, so, yeah, so that's what we follow. And whenever things go wrong and we're stressed, we always someone always kind of turns and says, yeah, but it's just beer. And we laugh and we move forward and we we work towards a solution. Um, so yeah, so it is it is just beer. There are more important things in life. Um, so yeah, so let's just enjoy it and uh, be respectful towards each other. Definitely some of the most fun beers I think I've had have come from Fierce. So they're definitely you're definitely the fun brewery. <laughs> good good. (laughs) but there's such a range as well like talking about the approachable stuff like you have stuff that could be like really sessionable and then you have like it it just ranges from like really sessionable to really like interesting fun flavors and then to like funky stuff as well and you're just like oh there's just such a range like I know I can place an order and I can go I want to get a range of all different kinds of stuff and there's so much there and then I think this was my I'm not gonna lie this fierce teku think was my first proper beer glass purchase at least over here I've definitely had this one for a while I think when I got it out of the cupboard I was like oh this is I've had this one a long time it was it was definitely my first teku purchase because I was like I love it and I really wanted you guys had a flight that Mm. had the the hop um it was like the hop character shape and it had and I really wanted to buy it and I finally was like yes I'm gonna do it this month and it was sold out and I was like <laughs> no but yes you guys were my first teku purchase I, st- I went with that instead and That's I was like important. I don't have a teku yet so I'm gonna get it and I want everyone to know that I love this so <laughs> it was uh, a good purchase so we don't actually use those tekus anymore so they are so after <gasps> glassware so they are protecting <laughs> with your life now this is like stressful I, know, no, no, no. I, I like, don't want it to break no. now I've got to be careful oh, with it no I use it a lot as well so I'm like oh god you're gonna be extra extra hand wash only yeah. like don't and, and make sure it's placed on a very flat surface but yeah no, thank you so so yeah, much for your time it's been amazing it's been a really good conversation and I think that there's definitely going to be stuff that other breweries can listen to or just members of the community can listen to and take away from this and and apply to the people in their immediate circle so thank you for yeah. the time definitely right, some thank amazing you for having insights. me and uh, certainly if this does kind of spark interest for anyone to make a beer and um, they can certainly contact us at Fierce if they want any advice or they want to know anything about the process you know we're more than happy to support others wanting to make a beer as well amazing amazing thank you so much it's one big community and it's not it's only beer it's not it's not a contest it's not a contest it's (laughs) support everyone and and make a good beer amazing thank you so much i genuinely i'm still i still surprised that it was like beer 52s I that in the sense of like they've approached about this because yeah. again it's nothing to do with beer 52 it's nothing to do, it's the fact that I am 
you see so many breweries that are not doing this initiative for whatever their reasons, reasons aside, that you think like a subscription service, this would maybe not even be on their minds or something. And so the fact that they felt that strongly about it, that they like were like, hey, we want to do this with you. And it that just, is really impressive. It just goes to show, like we keep saying, you don't have to be a brewery. You could be a tap room. You could be, you know, a venue. You could be beer adjacent. You could be a beer subscription service and you can still find a way to make a brave noise. You can still get involved and yeah. you could be like, we actually care about this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I felt like I I I felt like I had to just say that that was surprising because it genuine reaction of like if you told me any other beer subscription service did as well, I would be equally like, what? Like, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a area that doesn't necessarily have to get involved because if you think about it, they deal with people, but they deal with people via, you know, internet orders and stuff like yeah. that. It's not even like an in-person thing where they have to worry about their bar being, you know, people being treated a certain way in their bar. So it's just, it's really, it was really interesting. It was really enlightening. And and Kirsty had some really, really valid points. She had I some think. really good points. Um, if you had the Beer 52 subscription and you got the fierce brave noise in it, tell us how that made you feel. What did it make you think about? And while the beers were with it, <laughs> I'm yeah. intrigued to know how this was, how this was sent out. Cause we bought ours just from the Beer 52 web shop. Because I was also looking for the Tolakazi beer, um, but yes, yeah, so I didn't get it in the set. But what, like, how did that play out? If you were one of those subscribers, let us know. Um, but I, yeah, Kirsty had some really interesting points to make there, and I think that's really indicative of her like bar experience, and that's really good that we've got that in our Brave Noise Bank now, having that perspective in there because we've got the breweries doing it. But we've got to remember the bar staff as well. Like a lot of the stories that came out that caused Brave Noise to come about are from people that work in bars. Um, you know, they are they're the frontline people. They are unfortunately the ones that have to deal with a lot of the idiots. So, you know, her experience, her perspective on that is really valuable, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, there's that what's in our bank now as well is when we talk to other people, we have these, because we do, I, I don't, I wonder if people think that we just have these conversations on the podcast. We don't go out and have these conversations in the world, the real world. Like I've messaged group chats that we're in being like, I found a way to talk to somebody completely yeah. random about brave noise today. Like really excited to get to tell, like I managed to go to a coffee shop and find a way to loop in. It started with girls who grind. <laughs> this is, this is the evolution of it. It started with girls who grind coffee because they were used in that. And I talked to them about how amazing that was. And then I had a brewery top on, they asked about that. And that's when I linked in girls who grind. It's like the, the seven, the however many steps away from Kevin Bacon. Like, this steps, is what's happening. Seven, seven degrees from seven, Kevin Bacon. Seven degrees from Kevin Bacon. How many Bacon. degrees are we away from brave noise? <laughs> it was like girls who grind who was used for the International Women's Collaboration Brew Day of a jumper that I was wearing, of a brewery of the jumper that I was wearing. And then we managed to talk our way around that. And I was like, I'm going to use this opportunity to talk about Brave Noise. So that was like, you know, three steps away from Brave Noise on that. So I had that conversation. I mean, I have these conversations with people out in the real world when I can, because they're interesting conversations, thought-provoking conversations, 
they're necessary conversations sometimes they're difficult conversations um but if you don't have those conversations you don't learn you don't grow so I like having those conversations and and having some of uh, Kirsty's perspective and some of the suggestions she had and what you know they do at Fierce and what other breweries could do are things that I can then take away you can then take away anybody can then take away and have conversations in the real world with people who go maybe you speak to somebody that works at a brewery and goes oh yeah we thought about doing that but and some of who the people we're talking to are giving us that sort of information to go back and say well okay yeah but have you thought about this or have you approached it like that and it can be really really good thought-provoking stuff so that was I think that was a really really good conversation yeah our brave nice toolkit is growing but I really do want to hear about what box this one came in you're right (laughs) I want to hear about if somebody got this in a box and maybe they didn't know what brave noise was at all and you took that out of the box what did you think yeah like what was your give us your first first hand experiences because I'm definitely and what what else was the box I'm intrigued yeah what else is in that box otherwise I'm gonna have to go and like google it (laughs) (laughs) that'd be like a lot of I feel like that would be a lot of work <laughs> don't make me do the work <laughs> everyone should the, do the work all the time <laughs> this is not the kind of work that we want to do <laughs> we don't want to be wasting our time googling about about what was in the beer 52 box we want to be doing the work about getting brave noise out there far more valuable use of our time absolutely (laughs) if Tory pal someone had this beer in their beer 52 box and they can tell you what beers were with it how can they get hold of you yeah please tell me about this one I'm definitely intrigued and uh and if you also want to just be jealous of my now apparently echo uh you can find me on instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism you can email me at adventures and optimism at gmail.com i'm on tiktok she is some form of adventures and optimism maybe i'll be on there maybe i won't i'm 50 50 with it i feel like you need to do a tiktok with your fierce beer glass now yeah and be like i need to find something that's like <laughs> a trophy like some type of trophy themed one and i'll be yeah. like ah it's collector's idea <laughs> um yeah i'm on there sometimes that's kind of it or you can send an email to the podcast at a women's brew podcast at gmail.com and i will probably pick that up so she will that's me joe if if you want to if, if people want to tell you about their first-hand experiences please tell me about your first-hand experiences of trying the fierce brave noise beer i want to know um you can find me at my beer school which is love beer learning and we are on facebook instagram twitter tiktok and pinterest um, I'm mostly on Instagram and sometimes on TikTok, but you know, try all the places. You'll find me eventually. If you can't find me there, I have a website, which is lovebelearning.co.uk, and I have an email address, which is lovebelearning at gmail.com. You can also, of course, find the podcast on YouTube. Uh, if you want to see our sought after fierce beer techie glasses, uh, and also we are on Instagram as a woman's brew. Come find us there. Tag us in your flight board that I didn't manage to get. <laughs> and so I'll be like, you'll be jealous of my teku. Yeah. I'll be managed. I'll be jealous of your tech, flight uh, the, the flight board that you managed yeah. to get. And I didn't. So yeah. <laughs> it'll be a it's fair trade off. The little mini craft masters. I loved it so much. And I was finally ready. I finally convinced myself so and worked myself up to get it. And it was gone. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. Anyway, on that note, 
Cheers, Cheers. with our face glasses. Cheers with our face, babies. <laughs>